Alright, what's going on, you beautiful boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of Pack the Brew. This week, we are doing the National League Central. We've already done the Pirates and the Cardinals. Now we're on to the Chicago Cubs. Where will the Cubs wind up? Will they fall short of the playoffs? Or will they take that extra jump after re-signing their MVP from last year, Cody Bellinger? We'll see where the Cubs land. Gage, let's start off in the starting rotation. Yeah, first off, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. You know, if you if you are new to the show, welcome. Uh, I'm Gage. You just heard Ryan. Uh, we talk baseball culture. We talk everything baseball. Previews down to winners and losers of the week. If this isn't your first episode, you know, thanks for sticking with us. Hope you stay through the 2024 season. But Ryan, the starting rotation juiced up with Shota Imanaga, uh, a addition this offseason. But he's my two, my number one is Justin Steele. All-star season last year, finished fifth in Cy Young. The Cubs need him if they plan to make that postseason run like you talked about. 30 starts last season, Steele finished with a 16-5 and record with a 306 ERA, ended with 176 Ks against the 36 walks and 173 in the third innings. Ryan, is he also your one? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shota is going to be very exciting to watch, but how do you not put the guy that finished fifth in Cy Young last year? He's top eight in odds according to Vegas this year. Justin Steele, without a doubt, my number one, my opening day ace. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my two is Shota Imanaga. was a standout during Japan's run in the 2023 WBC. 2.8 ERA in Japan with the base stars. He leans on a mid-90s fastball and features a splitter, slider, and a curveball that, you know, he like I mentioned, he really likes that fastball. Um, but Ryan, how how is he going to adapt to baseball, to MLB baseball? I mean, I'm still not 100% locked down on this guy yet. Am I excited to watch him? Absolutely. If you talk to the Cubs players or you know listen to what the Cubs players have said, they've all said that he looks almost unhittable. So you have to be excited if you're a Cubs fan for what he can do uh, in that starting rotation. This is a big offseason splash for him because uh, – other than, you know, Bellinger, they really didn't have that big move. Uh, or I should say, if it wasn't for Bellinger, they didn't have that big move. So to get Shota, uh, I'm I'm super excited to see how he does in a Cubs uniform. Yeah, for sure. And it was really interesting, too. Like, he he, he wanted to be in Chicago. Uh, reports said that he got offered a lot more money, but uh, chose to stay in the Windy City. Um, my third pitcher is going to be Jamison Tyone. I really think he'll be more consistent this season. Hopes to carry over the momentum from the second half of last year. My number three is actually Kyle Hendricks. I I think three through five, they're all bigger names, but you can really interchange them any way you want. I don't think there's a clear three. I don't think there's a clear five. Any one of these guys could be your number three, but Kyle Hendricks has just been that guy. He's been one of the core pieces, you know, since they won the World Series. Uh, he's he had a nice bounce back after two down years last two at two years too. Yeah, he's my four, the professor. What a nickname! He's ready to go this year. Uh, with the quote, "It's just a great feeling, confidence wise, to know you're on the right path." So. Uh, Hendricks feels like he's he's ready to go. He's dialed in. Truly a veteran who's still got it. Will be exciting to see what he does still have in store. Absolutely. My number four is actually Jameson Tyone. Uh, when you base off what he's getting paid, last year really sucked for him. He had a negative 0.1 war, B war, I should say. So definitely didn't live up to the contract, nearly a five ERA. You're really, really hoping for a big bounce back year. Uh, even if he is your number four, you want at least you want him to act how he's getting paid. Exactly. Yep, my five is Jordan Wicks. An elite changeup. Think he needs a little 
like just a bit more than just that changeup to make this opening day roster. If he does that, claims he's been working on a slider, then he'll be it. That'll be your fifth. That'll be your fifth starter. Yeah, Jordan Wicks, another exciting guy in this rotation, 2021 first rounder. Really excited to see how he can do. Uh, him and Shoda are my top two guys I'm most excited for in this Cubs team right now. Absolutely. What does your bullpen look like? Bullpen. I I have to I have to give him props. Their bullpen uh is is pretty locked down. My closer is gonna be Adbert Alzali. A career best last year. You could really see a first time all star appearance for him in twenty twenty four. Yeah, definitely. Uh, very underrated in Chicago's success last year. Definitely didn't get the flowers that he deserved, in my opinion. Is very well-loved in Chicago, specifically for his fist pump that has become uh, all over, you know, Wrigley uh, on T-shirts of sorts. And I'm excited to see what 2024 brings for this guy. I think he is, uh, right now, he would be an all-star. I would really like to see him take that next step and become an all-star. My setup, one man, is Hector Ner A very, very good get for Chicago. Neris has notched at least 70 games in the past, last three seasons, so he's a workhorse, at least 65 of those in each. Um, so I think that's awesome. Dating back to the 2019 season, leads Major League relievers in outings, relief innings, and strikeouts. So dude's reliable, dude's nails, huge get for Chicago. My setup guy is also going to be Hector Neris. A great ad in this offseason to back up Adbert. I mean, if you get to the eighth inning down against this Cubs Agreed. team, you're and in big trouble. My setup two is Yancey Almonte. Had a rough start last year, worked his way back into high leverage spots for the Dodgers. That primary focus for the north side was bullpen depth. Getting Almonte helped with that. Almonte was kind of a smaller addition in that uh, Michael Bush trade that we'll talk about in a little bit with the Dodgers. But, yeah, you have to love him. He's actually not going to be my second setup guy. My second guy is going to be Julian Merriweather. I feel like there's a few guys you could have picked here, but Merriweather, 69 appearances last year, so the Cubs really do trust him in big uh, Yep, and then to get him to those late innings is going to be the starting lineup, starting with my catcher, Jan Gomes. Dude seems to be really good in big spots. Hit over 300 last year in big situations. I think that comes with experience. Their new manager said it best when he said, quote, experience is valuable. Yeah, he's a solid vet. He's really nothing special overall, but he gets the job done. So you can't hate what he is, but you know For you can sure. still My do a little better. My first baseman is Michael Bush. He's got nothing left to prove in the minors. 51 overall prospect in baseball. Last year in 98 games with Oklahoma City. Slash 323, 431, 618 with 27 bombs, 26 doubles, and 90 ribbies. And he was down from his 26.1 strikeout rate. So um, in his 157 games in the Dodgers farm system, slash 283, 390, 529, he's conquered the minor leagues. Let's see what he can do in the bigs. Bush is someone I do have in this lineup, just not at first. I actually have Cody Bellinger, who, again, they just got a couple days ago at first base. I feel like center field is locked down by a top 10 prospect that we'll get to. Cody Bellinger, I feel like first base is his most likely position right now. For sure. My second baseman is Nico Horner. Nico Horner, part of one of the scariest middle infields in baseball. This kid's going to have an unbelievable season. Already a big part of Chicago's success. I think he'll expand on it. Nico is a rare player, really, in today's game. He has no pop, but he's still a pretty average hitter, maybe a little bit above average bat. And his defense is what really makes him shine above everybody else. 
I've also said it about Dansby Swanson. I love Dansby Swanson. I've enjoyed watching him play ball. A little bit of regression last season off of his final season in Atlanta, but would really like him to put up those same type of numbers during his final season in Atlanta, in Chicago, this upcoming year. I feel like the regression at the plate was kind of predictable. Once you heard that he was signing for that big of a contract, you kind of like, yeah, I could definitely see a little bit of regression. You kind of got what you ordered, though, with Dansby Swanson. You got the you got the top notch defense, but you got to hope for still a little more at the plate. Because what was it, uh, like ninety four WRC plus? You know, correct me if I'm wrong there. Uh, but whatever it is, you're hoping for at least an average bat, maybe a little bit above that for what he's getting paid. What does the second half of your lineup look like here? So third base, I heard that Council is going to try to look at Christopher Morell at third base. I don't. Yes. I, I don't know if it's going to be Morell or Bush, but I have Michael Bush at third base. I think DH and third base yeah. are pretty interchangeable here, but Bush gets the third base job here. Uh, Dodgers trade. He's a bat first guy. He's 26, though. So he really he's was once a top prospect. He still kind of is a top 100 prospect, but 26, uh, the time's ticking for him. My third baseman is Christopher Morell. Dude's electric, makes plays. Rooting for those numbers to finally catch up with how much electricity he plays with, uh, especially when he's at the hot corner. I'll tell you, I know he's in the Cubs uniform. I know I'm a Brewers fan, but I'm, I'm a big Chris from Morella guy. Just the excitement, the hype he plays with, the energy he plays with, he is everything that's right with today's game. I'm, I'm a big fan of Morell. Absolutely. Uh, specifically, I think he hit a homer against the White Sox yes. that like yes. really comes to mind with me, and he just... Man, uh, what a moment. My left fielder is Ian Happ. I think you're due for a little bit of regression out of him, too. Uh, these last two years have been some of the best years of his career, and just by general, you know, how, how the game usually goes. I think there might be a little bit of a slowdown for Ian Happ. Not rooting for it, but think it might happen. Happ has really just been a staple of this team over the last few years. He's just been consistently really, really good and I mean for me I think he stays that way I think he's going to continue to be the player that we've seen over the last few years for sure my center fielder is Cody Bellinger don't know how they got him for 80 million whatever uh Bellinger had a huge bounce back season last year on a prove it deal excited to see what he does this year for Bellinger, it almost seems like it's another prove-it deal. He had that last year with the Cubs. Now, again, he has an opt-out after his first and second year. He's going to pay $30 million this year with an opt-out. So if he has another big year, expect the opt-out and for him to finally get that contract that he was hoping for this offseason. So we'll see what happens with Bellinger. Yeah. But for me in center field, I have the top 10 prospect, Pete Crow Armstrong. I still cannot believe the Mets trade this guy away for a rental. Just unbelievable what the Mets were thinking here. Uh, he's the best defensive prospect in baseball. Uh, he can win multiple gold gloves. The big question for him, though, is can he hit? That I mean, if he can right. hit even average, I know. you have a superstar in your hands. But if you know he continues his struggles, then uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, you mentioned top defensive prospect in baseball, and that was that was – you know, Cody Bellinger did so well last year that it was hard for me to put him over PCA. But just because of, you know, Sunday morning, I guess, recency bias, I, I end up going Cody in, south, uh, in center. Wow. What's your right fielder look like? My right fielder is going to be Seiya Suzuki. A uh, big year last year. He keeps improving over his last two years. Uh, That's another guy I expect to take a really big jump this year. 
Uh, totally agree with you. Literally, like, read my notes. Uh, he, he, yeah, I'm dead serious. A uh, ton of improvement out of him last year was a big-time reason the Brewers made a uh, playoff, especially when we were in attendance. Sorry, Cubs <laughs> fans. Uh, my DH is Matt Mervis. Got the call last year, struggled early. Not a great sample size, so take that with a grain of salt. 46 WRC+, plus, negative .6 war, and an average below the Mendoza line. Uh, he was an undrafted guy. Excited to see what he has in store for a full season here. After the addition of Bellinger, I'm not sure about Matt Mervis's future in Chicago. This is a nice prospect that I like a lot, but the playing time just isn't there for him in 2024. Could it be if Bellinger opts out and goes to a different team? Absolutely. But in 2024, I feel like Mervis is, is kind of kind of blocked on this Cubs team. So maybe a potential trade piece at the deadline uh, if the Cubs are trying to go for a, a bigger name to make a playoff push. But my DH, I mentioned I was interchangeable with Michael Bush and Morrell. I'm Morrell at DH. Uh, like I said, CC said he was looking at my third base. He's a big bat uh, overall, though. Him and Bush's defense just are not great. For sure. Uh, how about your awards? My MVP. So this was kind of a tough one. Could it be Bellinger? Does Bellinger regress? I think he regresses a little bit. Not unplayable like he was in 2021, but just not what he was last year. My MVP, I told him, I, I told you guys, I think he's going to take a big jump this year. Say a Suzuki. Uh, there's really no clear cut. Uh, there's lots of good on this team, but no elite, in, at least in the lineup. I think you nailed it. My MVP is actually going to be Cody Bellinger. Uh, I think it's hard to deny that massive season he had on that prove-it deal last year. Really seems to enjoy it on the north side. I think everybody loves him on the north side as well. think he'll be the best player on the team from Chicago if he continues to do what he did last year. My Cy Young is going to be Justin Steele. Huge breakout season last year. Think he matches that same type of season. Could even be a Cy Young candidate when it's all said and done. Absolutely. Uh, my Cy Young's also going to be Justin Steele. Showed us kind of a wild card right now. Uh, you know, we don't know what he's going to be in the States. You know, that's we can only wait and see. But right now, I think Steele's a pretty easy pick there. Uh, my rookie of the year is going to be Shota Imanaga. Um, good gift from Japan. Excited to see what he does in the States. My rookie there also going to be showed up. Between him, Bush, and Wicks, all three of them have pretty high ceilings I'm excited to watch. Uh, my breakout and bounce back is going to be Christopher Morrell. As much, of those, as much as those numbers struggle, I think he'll finally be a good player that's fun to watch instead of a player who's fun to watch but is, you know, like kind of streaky at points. I think Christopher Morrell is going to be a huge, huge bat for Chicago, you know, down the stretch. Um, probably the entire season. If that, I that's what I'm hoping for at least. I'm curious on the bounce back part of that for Morrell. He had pretty good numbers last year at the plate in eight twenty one OPS. Would just like to see it more. I, I guess that's what it breaks down to. A little more consistent. Uh, it's just I, all the all yeah. Although they were very good, I think I I think it's a testament to like what I think out of Morrell. Like I think he can go even farther than that. I don't think that that's the max that he has in him. I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely fair right there. Uh, my breakout guy is going to be Michael Bush. It's time for Bush at 26. I mean, this is his first big MLB chance. Yep. My favorite offsite, my favorite offseason move is not a player, but rather the manager that they acquired. Um, Council is a very good manager. I think he'll do very well with what he's given on the north side. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll see about that. My favorite offseason move is gonna be Hector Neris. Uh, pairing him with Azalai makes his Cubs bullpen going from pretty good to really damn good. 
Absolutely. My underrated is going to be Christopher Morrell, too. Uh, very high on Morrell going into the 24th season. His numbers, I said it, by they're, they're very solid, but the dude is so fun to watch, brings the energy every single time he plays. I think that raises the standard for him. I think he's going to be a huge, huge, huge part of the Chicago Cubs' success in 2024. Definitely a fair pick. My most underrated is going to be Nico Horner. Uh, he's a gl- When you say glove first, it usually means you're a bad hitter. But overall, he's still pretty fine. I feel like he does not get the respect he deserves uh, for the best second baseman's best second baseman in baseball. He's not the best, but he's. I feel like he's he's getting up there. And Ryan, I guess the question of the podcast: Where does the Chicago Cubs team finish? Listen, we've said how wide open it is. The Cubs obviously got much better after re-signing Cody Bellinger. For me, though, I still have the Cubs in third place. They can easily win the Central, just like everybody else. They probably miss winning the Central by five games or less. But when you talk about this offseason, I didn't feel like they did enough to improve because again, they had Bellinger last year is a non-closer and a you know two-three starting rotation guy. Is that enough to go from no playoffs to playoffs? I'm not sure. Very interesting. Uh, I have them at two. I think that Chicago is going to be like Ryan mentioned it. I mentioned it in the other two episodes. If you haven't, wow! If you haven't seen those or heard them, go listen to them. But I said it with every single team. I'm going to say it with every single team. Every single team in here is boom or bust. They could 100% win the Central. They could 100% lose the Central. I don't think that there is a single team in the NL Central that is out of the race at any point this season. I don't think you can count on any team at at all, all season. Um, So I think think putting numbers to these teams is going to be difficult. Um, just because of that exact reason, it's hard to predict boom or bust. That's why people struggle on betting March Madness, right? Anybody can win at any point. Um, that's why I have them at two, uh, strictly because of that. But ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to another episode of Pack the Brew. You can go check out all 30 teams' previews. Uh, they'll be out throughout you know, the next month before opening day. Um, please stick around if you enjoyed this episode, ladies and gentlemen. You can always find the links in the description. You can find us anywhere that you find podcasts. You can find us anywhere on social media. Thanks for listening to another one. We will see you in the next episode.